Welcome in to the latest episode of Has Entered the Chat. I'm your host, Adam Gorey, and today's guest is none other than the cripple threat himself, Ryan Niemiller from America's Got Talent Season 14, where he finished third place, highest comedian, and was even brought back for the champion Season 2. Make sure you give Ryan a follow on it. All his social media accounts, which is at CrippleThreat8. And go to his website, CrippleThreat.com, for tour dates and other information. Those links will be down below. You can also find his podcast. Just search for The Cafeteria. Make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you get Has Entered the Chat episodes as they come out. Also, make sure you go ahead and follow us on your favorite social media platform or all of them. Links for those also down below. Before we get started, just a reminder, this interview is available on YouTube where you can watch me talk to Ryan. If you'd rather do that instead of listen, that link is down below in the description as well. Stick around for after the interview. I'll go over a few more things, but let's get right into it. Here is my conversation with comedian Ryan Miller. How's fatherhood treating you so far? Oh, I mean, it's not sleeping. It's as of recording, we're 10 days in and uh, uh, I'm going to I'm going to put a caveat at the beginning of everything I say here. Obviously, I love the boy. I'm very excited uh, that I get to be a dad. But uh, I'm finally starting to understand why a lot of people call the first three months the the fourth trimester, because (laughs) uh, I've been comparing it. Uh, basically, right now, these first 10 days with my son are the equivalent of when I would do open mics and the entire audience was only comedians. So <laughs> nobody laughs. You're just getting heckled <laughs> the entire time because people are talking. Uh, my, my kid doesn't even care that I've been on television. I think that's ridiculous. He has no <laughs> sense of humor. I know. Come, uh, yeah. That, the first, The first – it's tough though because like – Early on, they don't, uh, uh, you know, they can't give you feedback in a direct way, so they don't, they don't smile, they don't yeah. like, you know, they don't do any of that yet, and uh, that can be tough. Like, like when he's just chilling and you're like feeding him and stuff, like, oh, he's, this is awesome. When he's losing his mind, and you're just like, man, I'm not even getting a smile out of you after this. <laughs> this is this is right. not like, come uh, on, man. How about a thank you or something? Yeah, you know? at least something. Come on. Extra hour of sleep tonight? Like, give me something. Yeah, just anything. I'll, I'll take anything. A <laughs> high five? Just come on, kid. <laughs> but I guess, you know, I, I guess it, you know, you put, it's it's kind of funny not to compare dogs to children, but I have, like, you know, I, I've always thought <clears throat> when you, like, adopt a dog that's, like, two, three years old and it's an asshole, like, the dog's an asshole. But when it's a right. puppy, right, and you have it when it's like really little, and you went through the potty training and the, you know, chewing on shit and and all that, like when it's two three years old doing asshole dog things, you're like, ah, this is nothing compared to then. You know what I mean? So like, right, yeah, yeah, it, it, it'll have its payoff eventually. <laughs> like 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 right, we're putting in right. the time right now to to earn all right. the good stuff. Uh, it's funny you mentioned dogs too because uh, we haven't reintroduced our, our dog back into the uh, the house yet. Uh, the dog is staying oh. at uh, at my wife's mom's house right now just to kind of give us a chance to acclimate and give the dog a chance to acclimate. 
but it is kind of funny because the dog has come over for a, a visit a couple times to meet the baby. And, and there's this distinct time period, mm-hmm. I guess, with the baby that your dog is smarter than the baby. Because, like, the dog can sit. <laughs> the dog knows its name. The dog right. knows when to come over to the, the dog knows how to get its hand out of its mouth when I'm trying to feed it. <laughs> you know, like, stuff like that. Like, all of that kind of stuff. And then yeah. I guess there's, a, uh, like, a, like a, just a day where suddenly you're like, oh, now the baby is much smarter <laughs> than the dog. It's, it's but like that a, day is like not today. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, you know, what's funny too is, I mean, in most people's lives, you know, other than obviously just the fact that you have a kid that changes your life. Right. So, but in your case, um, not that you would have a kid just for this purpose, obviously, but sure. like, does, are you like, Hey, maybe some new materials coming, coming about, you know what I mean? Like you, I've heard you say like, Oh, we're, you know, I'm recently engaged, whatever in, in sets before. Like, are you kind of like, obviously not right now, probably, because you're probably trying to catch up on sleep, but maybe sure. one day you'll look back and be like, ooh, I got all this material. Oh, I, I mean, I mean, naturally, I'm already writing a little bit, uh, just because that's the okay. way I always write, just as life happens, as things are happening, you know, like, like the thing we just talked about with the dog, that's something, that's an idea I'm already formulating to use on stage, you know, like, like well, that, that always happens. I don't want to spoil anything. No, nah, no, nah, totally fine. <laughs> Uh, no, it, it is always very strange, though. It's one of the weird things about being a comedian is – and people don't mean any harm by it, and I don't take offense by it. But it is odd that, like, no matter what happens in your life or in the world, people instantly think you're going to put, like, a positive spin on it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, like right. obviously having a kid is a positive thing, but people are like, oh, think of the material. And, like, right now I'm like, <laughs> oh, think of how stressed I am trying to keep this thing alive. <laughs> you know? Like, that's right. that's not right. – like, like, every kind of thing uh, that happens in the world, people will be like, at least you're going to get jokes, right? You know, like, like when, when Trump was elected president, when Biden was elected president, like, all these things that people right. are just like, if they don't like him, like, at least you'll get material. And I'm like, I'm a person too, man. I also just want the world to be good. <laughs> you know, I don't. Totally, like, totally. Like, 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 heaven forbid I ever get, like, cancer or something like that. And people are going to be like, at least you're going to get some good jokes out of that, right? It's going <laughs> to, how lucky are you? <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Well, and I think like too, and maybe in your case, it's even, you know, more, more of a problem with, you know, that what you're just talking about than other people because of your disability and like, but you have put such a positive spin on it and such like, you know, made it funny and everything like that. Cause a lot of times comedians have to find a, a way to relate to the audience, right? That's why it's funny, right? Half the time, you know, it's funny cause it's true sort of always sticks out to me, you know? Somebody tells a joke about something. I'm like, oh, my God, yes, that happens to me, right? Right. Well, you know, very few people have had to go through what you've gone through. So, like, I'm, I'm curious, like, and impressed, actually. But, like, how were you able to kind of make something that's unrelatable funny and relatable? Uh, honestly, and I don't want to make this sound like it was easy, but as far as, like, the stand-up part of it, it was very easy for me. And the only reason that is, is because just naturally throughout my life, when you have a very noticeable disability that you can't, like, hide. And I don't want to discount anyone that has, like, a quote-unquote invisible disability. Those are just as real and just mm-hmm. as valid. But 
if you sure. have an invisible disability, you can go to the grocery store and nobody has to know if you don't want them to. You know, you can just have a day where you can chill. Right. I can never do that. That is not something that I have the option for. And just naturally my whole life, anytime I would meet new people or I go into a new situation, you sort of have to make other people comfortable with the fact that that's happening. It, it, it could be as simple as, oh, I go to a, I go to a McDonald's. And I need to make sure they know, no, they don't have to come feed me the food. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they don't have to carry it yeah. over to me and hand feed the food. Right. You know, it, it's it's part of what I've always had to do in some way or another. Sometimes you really have to do it. And sometimes people just go, oh, he's got it figured out. He's 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 an adult. Surely he knows how to do this. It's fine. Whatever. Uh, and then it was just basically taking that and then putting it on stage. And, and and as far as the actual jokes, a lot of it is trial and error. And this is what any comic has to do. There is some stuff that I've thought is very funny about having a disability that the audience will go, feel bad for me during it. And, right. and that's not what I want. Yeah, I'm not looking for sympathy. My life my life is great. My life's awesome. I got I got a family. My dog loves me. My mom loves me. I got a sweet ass <laughs> video game collection. Like my life's good. <laughs> okay. So, so I never want that kind of like, oh, and right. for me, there'll be stuff I talk about that. Like for me, it's funny because I've either already gotten over it or it's just such a normal part of my life that, Hey, we're past it. And for other people, they're like, right. ah, it's a little much. We don't know how to do that. So it's, it's a lot of it's just trial and error and, and figuring that out. And it's, you know, I've been doing this almost 17 years. You kind of, learn to see how people are going to act to you yeah and i think i mean being on agt now that you're you know, obviously more recognizable and and i've had the success i i feel like has that kind of made it a little bit easier to do that like it's not necessarily people seeing you for the first time and having to deal with that oh i feel bad for him kind of reaction like they kind of already know what to expect a little bit more if that makes sense a, a lot a lot more than they used to for sure so before i got on agt Every set that I did, and people would always leave having a good time, but mm -hmm. I would always have to make them comfortable right off the bat because right. we're, we're sort of trained as people that, like, you're not allowed to laugh at somebody with a disability. You're not, you're not supposed to do that, ever. Which and I'm kind of – Yeah, but... and, and I, well, I mean, if it's not mean-spirited, you know, yes, yes. like – that's how I – and again, I have a little bit different perspective because I'm coming from the side of a quote-unquote minority or whatever you want to call it, you know. Sure. But like for me, it's always perspective it, it, and, it, and it's always intent, you know. Like mm -hmm. if somebody is making an arm joke at me and I've never met that person in my life, I'm going to be pissed. Because right. like even if I'm a comedian, you don't fucking know me. You know, you don't know if right. I'm cool with that. That's a weird thing to start yeah. with. But if my buddies are kind of making an arm joke, it's fine. You know, like like, like there's a different yeah. there's a different context for things. And, and and I'm always a big believer just in general uh, of picking your battles because you can get so hung up on the minutia of things that you miss the big picture. Like I mm -hmm. I'm more concerned with the fact that people with disabilities have huge issues finding employment than I am that something is like, oh, in golf, it's called your handicap. You know, people will get pissed at that kind of right. stuff. And that doesn't fucking matter at all in the grand scheme <laughs> of things. Who gives a shit? You know, like, well, oh, well, you, time, you, you, it's like, oh, go ahead. 
Uh, I was gonna say, like, oh, oh, you can't call someone a cripple. Yeah, I don't call me whatever the fuck you want as long as you treat me like an equal. I don't care. Like, that's the minutia yeah. thing, you know? It's like, like, don't don't get so hung up on all this bullshit because you're too scared to tackle the real stuff. I, I'm more concerned with how, you know, uh, the disability system in this country is so messed up that people with disabilities can't even get jobs sometimes because if they do they lose their benefits because the threshold is so low like we're almost forced to live in poverty unless you know you you know fortunately i was able to function enough that i could go out and do my thing and i and i got very lucky because comedy is a very difficult thing even if you're really good at it most of us fail Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know so yeah i'm very fortunate but not everyone can do you know what i'm doing to kind of get past that, so so I'm more concerned with that stuff than than the 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 language and all that shit. Just just pick your battles. Yeah, I think people do get hung up a little too. And like to what I was gonna say is the whole golf handicap thing. A lot of times too, you find with stuff like that, the stuff that doesn't really matter, like you're saying, it's people who it doesn't affect. You know what I mean? It's it's the people who get offended for other people. You know what I mean? I'm always like, whenever stuff comes up, whether it's social media or whatever, if it has to do with so, like another group of people that's not that I don't have experience with it, or it's you know it doesn't affect me, I'm not gonna be like, yeah, I'm offended for those people. But like when it comes to equal rights, like that is like you said, that's what matters. Like let's not get offended over something that <clears throat> you know, like you said, the golf handicap thing. I'm not quick enough to come up with something like that. But <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, but like, let's, yeah, let's equal rights for all kinds of people. We have that problem. I know, you know, I don't want to get political or anything, but we have that problem in society just generally. And uh, I think that, like you said, is the important stuff. So I yeah. totally agree. Well, well, for a lot of people, I, I think the minutia are easier battles to fight because you don't have to be as brave to do it. Mm-hmm. Because I think even those people, like, no, who gives a shit? Like, 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 like obviously... Language, I'm not going to say it's not important. I make my living with words, you know, so I don't want to claim that words <laughs> right. don't have power at all. But again, it, it, it's intent of what things are doing. And, right. uh, you, know, you know, you know, getting all wrapped up on something like a golf handicap, if it doesn't change, who get, no one's hurt anyway. Like, no one's actually hurt by that. So who gives a shit? Right. But, but equal rights for everybody when there's actual people, you know, their lives are you know, dramatically right, affected by it. That that that's for a lot of people, that's way too far into the deep end. It's a it's a difficult thing to do. And I'm not gonna claim I'm like it's tough for me too. I didn't get into comedy so that I could be the champion of all people with disabilities and show you know, <laughs> right. like that's it's tough. You know, it, it's I'm I'm just trying to get by day by day myself. You know, so I don't mm-hmm. think there's a right or wrong reason uh, you know, answer to all this, but I do still say, you know, you gotta pick your bet just Fight for what's important or shut the fuck up. Yeah, that's a good, good way to put it. Yeah, I think you're right. Like, some stuff requires a little too much effort for some people. It's easy to, you know, sit behind a keyboard and yell at people for certain things, but to actually, like... Yeah, because then you can log off and you go about your day and who gives a shit what happens, you know? Right. Like, 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 like right. people, the, the social media and stuff like that just makes it real easy to pretend to care, but it also makes it really easy to exit when it's when you're done thinking mm-hmm. like you know like 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 i have such a no tolerance policy with trolls and stuff like that because i like 
once I got on AGT, that was the first time I had any kind of platform where enough people knew me where I would even remotely have to worry about negative social media comments or whatever. Right. When when you're an, when you're a traveling, you know, low end comic, no one gives a shit enough to tell you that you (laughs) suck, (laughs) you know, like it doesn't matter. Uh, But when you get seen by a few million people and, and, and what I've learned in, in the four years since I was on AGT is man, if I can't think of a funny joke to respond to those trolls, I just delete and move on because people who are assholes are not coming back to check their work. Right. You know, if if anyone, if if they're not a, if they're not a fan of you, they're not going to buy a ticket. They're not giving you any money. They're not following you on social media to begin with. Do you think they're coming back in two weeks to make sure that their shitty comment is still on your, but no, they've already moved on to be an asshole to somebody else. I just, if I, if I don't have a funny joke I can think of, it's gone. Cause who gives a shit? It's my, my mental health is more important than some kind of illusion that I might be soft. Cause they're no, my feelings aren't hurt. I don't care. But like, man, life's, life's hard enough. Fuck these people. <laughs> you know, who cares? Yeah, that, oh, that's all they want is a reaction anyway. So if yeah. you give them that reaction, they're like, yeah, look at this. He, they're just trying to make you look like an asshole when they're the real yep. asshole. And it doesn't bother so. me, man. It, it's the same way when I play video games. I don't uh, – uh, I, I never – if unless they're my friends, I'm never like on microphone or listening to anybody because that, that yeah. stuff makes me the oh worst version of myself. I, I, know, I know who I am. <laughs> I, I have a little bit of an old trailer park temper. And I have a tendency to go zero to a hundred really fast, <laughs> you know. Dude, yeah, like video games was like the social media keyboard warrior before there was the social media keyboard. Oh yeah, like oh yeah, the... yeah. I, I I've done some uh, said some things I'm not proud of that I would never say <laughs> under normal circumstances, and, and I've had to learn that about myself. It's a character flaw of me. I take the headset <laughs> off and I just play the game and do what I do. What platform do you play? Oh, I play everything. So, so, so I'm a collector. Um, it's a little hard to see with how we have set up here, but this whole this is my game room here. So all these walls are filled oh, cool. with games here. Um, I think all told, I have like 28 different consoles, uh, about yeah. 5,000 games. Uh, that 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 is what I do. So, dude, you are what, a collector. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, my 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 wife. It's the one vice she lets me have. Because in theory, I, I always joke with her. I'm like, hey, these games have some value. I can sell them. So if you need a kidney, yeah. babe, we got kidney money, all right? Don't worry. <laughs> I got you. I'll be happy to do it. But but when, when I was on the road, you know, a lot of comics, that like, and no, no judgment towards them, they might like to go out drinking after shows or, you know, go to strip clubs or, you know, just do whatever they want to do. I was mm-hmm. never that guy. But when you're stuck in cities that you don't necessarily know anybody around, <laughs> you know, I would just get bored. You're sitting in your hotel for three, four days sometimes. And I am I started going to little, like, you know, retro video game stores and stuff like that and just finding certain things here and there. And it uh, it snowballed on me a little bit. I'm, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, a little, I'm a little overwhelmed, but in the best way possible. I mean those vi- those like old video game stores they're they're hard to find but when you find them they're really cool to like walk through. Um, I've seen them at like flea markets or just like randomly in small towns like big t- cities like they're you got to find them but they are cool to like it's almost like a little trip through time. Oh yeah, I, I love it. And, and and I like the display. I like the aesthetic of it mm-hmm. as well. Uh, I I know intellectually with how emulation works and digital. I could be saving so much more space. 
But like right now, <laughs> I, I like having big shelves of games yeah. that I can pull off and take a look. And I can remember, oh, I bought this when I was in Tulsa, Oklahoma, or whatever it was. You know, oh, a fan gave me this in Pennsylvania. Or, you know, it's just it's a nice kind of cool thing. And again, if it ever gets to be too much or my priorities change. Hey, I can get a little money for it and, and buy a boat when I go through that midlife crisis. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I remember, um, and I, I mean, this could have changed, but I remember a friend of mine and I, you know, I'm 36, I just turned. So, like, we Happy had... Birthday. Uh, Happy birthday. Happy belated. Know, n- oh, thank you. It was, it was a month ago. It's not as super hey. belated, but... Hey, but thank you anyway. It, I appreciate it. You're, you're closer <laughs> to it having just passed to your next one. I'm allowed to say it. That, that's fair. That's fair. Right. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, we had like Nintendo, Sega, all those different ones. I remember there was a game we had when we were younger. It's called Earthbound. I think it was like a Nintendo. Oh. Yep. Maybe Super, Super Nintendo. Nintendo. Yeah, Super Nintendo. Yeah. And like when, when we were maybe college-ish, we realized that that game, like if you have like all the stuff from that game, it was worth like, I forget how much money it was, but we were just like, wait, what video games are actually worth money? Like if we would have held on to that thing, like it's so wild. Like you don't think about it. Yeah, it's uh, people know about it now, uh, so so it's gotten a lot harder to find deals and find stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, m- most of the really good deals I've gotten are from people who know how much it's worth, but they just want it to go to a good home because they know I'll appreciate it. I'm not like a reseller. I wouldn't take your stuff okay. and then Im- immediately make a profit off it. I'm just not that guy. Right. So I, I-, I found You'll generally speaking, and-, and I'm this guy too. Uh, if you have to get rid of your stuff that you're like that you really cherish, most people don't care about the financial aspect of it. They just want it to be appreciated. They they, they want right. it to go to a good home, you know. Yeah, they don't like, need to flip it and make it, a house flip. Exactly, precisely. Uh, but yeah, now people know what stuff is worth. But oh boy, like like the people who got in on this early. Like I have a real good friend back home in Indiana who has a complete NES in box collection and uh he got them super cheap because he pretty much had the whole thing done by about the year 2000 before people were really doing that kind of stuff yeah Yeah. and uh yeah that's uh it's worth a little bit of money we'll say that (laughs) (laughs) dude i remember i don't remember if it was nintendo or not i never had like gamecube or anything but i had um like either i or my neighbor had the super nintendo right um sega i think my my neighbor had um i had at some point or another, not all at the same time, PS1, 2, and 3, plus okay. Xbox and Xbox One. And I just remember, late, and like a Game Boy Color. I don't know if oh. you do you go like mobile con- mobile stuff oh, too. Oh, yeah. Or you just yeah, yeah I, I have a lot of handheld okay. stuff too. Yep. I, if, it, if it's Dude, a video game, game I'll, I'll, I'll play it. <laughs> Dude, Game Boy Color, that was like the biggest thing. And I, I like went back. I used to, you know, I used to play the Pokemon games on there, right? I never collected the cards when i was little i barely watched the show but i love the game and like as an adult i went back and found some old like game boy and i think it was a game boy advance at that point you couldn't even find a game boy color anymore and then i bought like the the pokemon games and here i am like mid-20s or late-20s playing pokemon on a little game boy thing just to relive my childhood a little bit I always look at this, and it goes back a little bit what we were saying with people picking their battles and stuff, mm-hmm. that life is hard, man. There's a lot of shit that can overwhelm and take us all down. Like, like the amount of negativity that's not very hard to find in the world. Yeah. 
if playing some Pokemon puts a smile on your face for a day, play some goddamn Pokemon. That's what I say. (laughs) Life is too hard. Like, and and, and I learned this uh, very young, being a pro wrestling fan as well. Like, I'm a huge wrestling fan, and 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 people always give you shit for that. And (laughs) man, when it comes to people's hobbies, I'm not talking about their politics or their views on stuff. You know, not none of that shit. Just a hobby. That that just something that makes you happy when you have time to yourself. Yeah. What kind what kind of prick are you if you give somebody shit for liking a thing when they're by themselves? It doesn't even matter to you. <laughs> Shut up, yeah. you assholes. Just let So totally. I, I I always say that, man, there, there's no such thing as being too old for something. It, it, it's it's just it's perspective. Like obviously you want to keep your uh you know, don't don't make yourself homeless because um because you're wasting all your money on Pokemon, and you forget to pay your mortgage or whatever. But it really doesn't matter. Like, just have fun. Life is way too short and way too hard not to just enjoy yourself a little. Think I might have lost you. Think you might have froze on me. Oh, you there? There, you're back. Yeah, you froze on uh, me. Okay. You had a nice smile yeah, on your face, though. I assumed you just really liked my point that I was making there. You were just really into it. So, uh, In summary, uh, fuck people who give you shit for liking what you like. Just enjoy it. That's a good summary. I like it. Uh, and I see behind you, too, you, you have the uh, Ninja Turtles. Are those action figures, it looks yes. like? Yes. Yeah, those here? are the figures. Okay. They're from they're from the newer batch. Uh, that is something uh, uh, eventually okay. I want to collect more of those, too. Uh, I, I always have to be very cautious with that with my wife, um, mostly because, like, like my wife and I have a wonderful relationship. She is very supportive. Like, she, she we, we live by that philosophy. It's She's not nearly as into video games as I am, but as long as, you know, we're saving money and we're we're paying the mm-hmm. bills and we it's extra money, she doesn't give a shit. Right. She's like, for, for yeah. her, the, the only thing is, like, it can't overwhelm the house. You know, our our, our living room mortgage money to pay for it. <laughs> exactly. And our <laughs> living room can't become an arcade. <laughs> you know, like we have to have spaces. Uh, as cool so that, as that would be. Oh, 100 uh, e- percent. Even, <laughs> even when we had the baby, uh, I, I say this like half jokingly. And, and of course, I was willing to make the sacrifice. But the baby's room was my second game room. We, we had the space where I could have two game rooms, and then once the baby was coming along, I had to consolidate a lot of that into here. A lot of it I have stored down in the garage now. Um, but, yeah, so so that, that's sort of the rule, is just as long as that. And Because and, and, if you gave me unlimited space, man, the, mm-hmm. I would be collecting toys, video <laughs> games. Like, I, I, I'm a collector at heart. It comes from growing up really poor in a, a trailer park. And, and seeing right. all the stuff that you wish you had that you couldn't afford right. yeah, or, you know, so like now that I have money and I'm an adult and like I can do whatever I want, your brain goes, I'm going to go buy all these G.I. Joes and Ninja Turtles and He-Man, <laughs> like all the stuff that you wanted. Uh, so, so I have to kind of keep myself in check a little too. Yeah, I've done the same thing, but usually it's ice cream for dinner for me for some reason. Okay, I'm, like, <laughs> Fair I'm enough. an adult. I'm an see, adult. See, I can have ice cream. See, my wife loves that. That that was about the weirdest thing she did craving wise, because she didn't she didn't have okay. like the you know so many people make the cliche oh oh did she like put pickles in peanut butter like whatever things that they do. My right. wife just sometimes I'd be like, what well, you went for dinner? She's like frozen yogurt. 
that is the only thing I want to eat right now. And I'm like, all right, let's get some frozen yogurt then. That works for me. You're like, yeah, that's, you're like, that's easy. Uh, well, hey, we're almost at time, and we didn't even talk about AGT yet. I do want to talk real quick about sure. it. Sure. Um, I mean, it, it's funny because when I went back and, and realized which season you were on, I was, that was 2019. And I was like, it feels like it was more recent than that. I don't know why, but. Yeah, um, uh, well, well, why it is is because of what happened in 2020. <laughs> time right. does not have we, time has no meaning this last four or five years. It's a, yeah. it's a very we odd a situation. Yes. Yeah, and is it you know because it was almost four years ago now? Is it kind of hard for you to remember that experience, or is it very vivid because it was such like a huge experience? I, as far as like the specifics, it's I I don't think I'll ever forget it in any kind of real way because because it changed my life. Uh, you know, not, not right. to get too deep into it, uh, but it made my career uh, because of that show. Uh, that's how I was able to reconnect with the woman that became my wife. Um, oh, now, cool. now, now I have a baby because of that. Like, right. like all, all all this cool stuff happened because of that show. And you know, th- there, there's always things you can be upset about. Obviously, I, like winning would have been cool. Doesn't matter that I didn't. Um, you know, the pandemic. Not, uh, I, I I always put this into perspective. I know it could have been way worse for me. I still have my health. Everything is good there. But you know, when you when you're on AGT, if you have a really good run, you get about a year and a half to two years where everything is just red hot, just because you did okay. well on that show. I got right. six months or so of that before the world shut right. down. You know, yeah. so so you can always be like, oh well, that sucks. My life's but. Man, I used to have to do, you know, sleep in my car to make a hundred bucks because I couldn't afford a hotel to get to those, you know. So like, life is yeah. good, man. Life is good. Perspective. So that 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 show definitely you have changed that my perspective. Life. So. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, and and what's funny too is like I was looking at like who you were going up against because I remember like watching it and being like, this guy's awesome, right? And I was like, how did you not win? And I went back and looked, and, like, you had some really stiff competition that season. Cody Lee, well, who won, was like – Yeah, yeah, I didn't win just... because, of, because of fucking Cody Lee. It's <laughs> right, right like, now. He, uh, I mean, uh, like, he was amazing. I, you did beat out V Unbeatable, which to me, like, I've been watching this show. I think you, the season I saw you in was probably the first or second time I, I watched it. V Unbeatable was, like, one of my favorite acts. Like, yep. they were just out out of this world and like you beat them out. So, I mean, to me, that's yeah. really impressive. I, I, I will, t- I'll tell you a story and it's been a while since I've told this story, but uh, this is 100% true. So okay, the season that I was on uh, when we got to the finals, you know, and I like my, my goal was to make the finals initially before it even started again, I wanted to win, but if you make the finals as a comedian, you get to, you get to be a touring headlining comedian. Now that that's what right. I wanted. Right. You know? So, we got to the finals. Everybody did their their performances. I thought my final performance was really strong. It was probably my favorite set of all of them I did. But looking at the competition and just how things were going to happen, I thought I got fourth place. I okay. I, I, I thought uh, Cody Lee was obviously the winner. I think most mm-hmm. people knew that, and and I and I joke around a lot, but I'm real. I'm still really close with with the, the family, him, his mom. Like like oh, like cool. th- th- there's no animosity whatsoever. I joke it's a, it's a joking thing, but clearly he was the winner. That that was the winner. Uh, I assume V Unbeatable was going to get second because they were the, the like even being there. I was on like every round with them, and yeah, 
they were amazing. It was astonishing to see that in person. And, and, and they were all great kids. They were the sweetest kids. Like, their, their story of how they got there and just what they were doing was amazing. I thought they were yeah, second. Totally. I, I thought Detroit Youth, Youth Choir was third just because they had a good story. And having that many kids, you know, you get so much organic support from, like, all of their fan. you know. Right. You know, the, totally. the, the, choir, the choir is, like, 60 kids plus all the parents. You know, it, it goes out. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of know. votes right there. Exactly. <laughs> and, and then I was like, I had a really strong, you know, and, and I had the Chris Jericho connection. So wrestling fans who, like, that might have done it. I had done a bunch of stuff on Pat McAfee's show because um, I was still living in Indianapolis at the time where he was based out of. You know, I thought I had a pretty good organic, and, and I thought I just had a good set. And, and right. so I was like, okay, I probably got fourth. When we get to the announcements, you know, vo- uh, Voices of Service with Fist, which was also what I thought was going to happen, I'm like, okay, I looked at who was around, everyone else, the top four was there, I'm like, okay, I'm going to be fourth. When the, when Terry Crews announces fourth place is V Unbeatable, I'm glad the camera wasn't on me, because I, 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 I didn't say it, like, loudly, but I went, what the fuck? <laughs> I like said that <laughs> to myself because I like again, I was so convinced. That I was and I wasn't upset with fourth. There was no like sadness right. to it. But I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah I got yeah. fourth. And I was like, oh fuck, that just happened. <laughs> then I was like, maybe I did win this thing. Who the hell knows what <laughs> right. happened now? Right. So. Anything can happen at this. Exactly. Point. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, well, before I let you go, I do want to let everybody know. And again, I'll. I'll if you're listening or watching, this will be in the intro. Links will be down below. But you have an Amazon special, Unarmed and Dangerous, Correct. which is really good. I definitely recommend checking it out. Now, question for you. Maybe you sure. do or don't know this. When I when I went to watch it, it wanted me to rent it, but then it let me rent it for free. Is there is that normal? Uh, it, it might have been some kind of special they were running. I don't know. Okay. Every time I look at it, I'm also it gives a me... Prime person, so yeah, I, I don't know if Prime because because I'm a, I'm a Prime person too, and it gives me a discount on buying it and renting okay. it. Um, they might just run certain little specials on their own. There, I, 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 yeah. I'll be honest. When it comes to that stuff, it's not like we get to be like, yeah, this is the free weekend. They just kind of do their shit <laughs> once it's <laughs> once okay. it's up there. So. Right. I, wasn't, I wasn't sure. I wasn't there like. Ryan, tell everybody it's free this weekend. Yeah, like, I, I would obviously prefer, like, everyone, you know, if you buy it, that's great. If you want to rent it, that's great. If Just watch it. If it pops up free, rent it for free. If you if you want to yep. support a little bit more, it's $9.99 to buy it full price. It's not crazy. But just watching it is cool enough for me. I'm not, I'm not one of those guys who does the hard sell. <laughs> <laughs> and it was well worth it. It was well worth Thank the zero dollars I paid for. It. There you go. That's, that's that's all I look for. I want you to get your money's worth. So I'm glad I hit that. Yeah. Part. Right. Right. And you're also touring. Uh, I know when we talked, you actually have a one coming up. I think in June around me. So if anyone lives in the Pennsylvania area, Pottstown, uh, you'll be at Soul Joel's. But you have plenty of other yeah, shows. I believe on the that's what that June 22nd. I believe is the Soul Joel's. Yeah. 22nd or 23rd. A month of, yeah. Yeah, right around there. About a month from when we're recording now. Is now the the new baby is that going to mess up any tour dates, do you know? Uh it, it already kind of has, but okay. nothing that's already scheduled. <laughs> you know. Okay. So, it, okay. it's uh uh this summer I was I am doing a lighter schedule than I might normally do because I want to okay. be home 
you know, not not just to help my wife, but it's also my son. I want to be around. <laughs> right, you want to spend kind some of stuff, time with, you know. Right. Uh, so so a lot of the a lot of the work trips that I'm making though, like uh, like for I'm in Oklahoma, June second and third. Uh, I'm trying to do kind of two dayers, you know, where I can kind of okay. get in, get out, uh, because yeah. it, it's just yeah. the sad way that the world works, especially with uh, you know maternity and stuff. After two days, you got to bring the baby home. And you still got to right. pay the bills. You know, it would be great right. to be able just to stay home for a year and not work and just be with the kid yeah. and bond and all that. But, yeah, yes, yeah, so I got to uh, you, you got to pay them bills. So uh, so I'll be going on the road a little <laughs> bit. Uh, you can go to cripplethreat.com. Uh, all my tour dates are always up there with ticket links to anything. Uh, I tour all around the country. Uh, Cripple Threat 8 is all my social media. Um, all, all of that Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter. All that stuff. I'm always on there uh, interacting with people. And then I also have a podcast uh, that I do with a couple buddies of mine, uh, Johnny LaQuasto, uh, who used to work for WWE. Uh, he does a lot of like boxing and um, MMA uh, announcing and stuff. He's also a comedian that I started with. And uh, Brent Turhune, a uh, very funny comic out of Indianapolis. Uh, it's a podcast called The Cafeteria that's out every week. So uh, give that a listen. It's. Uh, just general stupidity, which is our wheelhouse. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that's kind of. I mean, I basically say that sometimes I just speak general stupidity on here. So you know, it's you, perfect. the guests, are the ones who saved me. So it, it, it it's um, so much easier to prepare for a show when your whole show is just being a dumbass. It's the best. <laughs> That'll wrap it up for this episode. Thank you to Ryan for joining me. Thank you for listening. Again, make sure you check Ryan out, CrippleThreat.com, CrippleThreat8 on social media. Links will be down below in the description. You can watch the interview on YouTube and follow us on social media for new guest announcements before they are posted here on your favorite podcast platform. Make sure if you're not already your subscriber so that when episodes do come out, you get them first. But that'll do it. It's your first time checking us out. Thank you for coming by. If it is not your first time, thanks for returning. And I hope to see you all on the next episode of Has Entered the Chat. Bye.